stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 32 and I'm Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk the junk yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those BS stories that do not serve us uh, or maybe have served us before but don't serve us anymore. Yeah. But we don't really need because they aren't reality and we actually are wire, hardwired to deal with reality just fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, and that feels pretty good to be able to deal with reality, doesn't it? It does. It does. And it is a practice. It it does, mm-hmm. you know, we get challenged all the time. So it's not like, you know, not like not like the skills ever go oh, away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always moments in the day where we got to bring ourselves back to reality. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you uh, to all of you listening out there once again for joining us. If you're listening live, thanks for doing so. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, thank you so much for subscribing and for uh, leaving comments for us, we really appreciate it. Thank you in advance, too, for sharing it with your friends. And if you are watching this on our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With RBS, uh, we've got our comfies on today. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well be comfortable, right? Might so, as well. Yeah, I know. Wearing we're, my favorite sweatshirt. We're dealing sweatshirt. with BS and stuff, so we right. might, as, might well as well be, be comfortable. comfortable. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm, <clears throat> um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling rejuvenated, mm-hmm. relaxed, um, active. Uh, and last week, um, the reason I say that is because last week we finished off, uh, our discussion of uncertainty by talking about how sort of things are, we're sort of wired or sort of, we've bought into this idea that we have to be stimulated all the time for there to be import in our lives and that being still and calm and recharging feel boring by comparison. And mm-hmm. we got to hit that at the end. Uh, and so I figured let's keep going with that today. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that, mm-hmm. particularly in regards to the effect it has on our body and therefore on our mental state and the stories that we're telling. And if, if you're new to the show, one of the things that we stress all the time is that all these things fit together, right? How yes. we treat our body helps our mind. What we put into our mind helps our body mm-hmm. and what stories we believe and which ones we don't go a long way to affecting both mm-hmm. for positive or for negative results. Right? Yeah. So, or, or, or results. Just results. <laughs> You always make everything so much simpler. Than <laughs> you see, like you cover in like ten words what it takes me like fifty to get through. Yeah, no, you you no, we just we just do it different, and that's okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. Not one is better than the other. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Right. <laughs> okay, so I won't make up a BS story about that. Right. All right. So let's talk about stimulation. <clears throat> Let, that. So let's kind of get back to that. So what? Expanding on where you were before, kind of remind everybody what we were talking about. Right, right. So we were talking about how it's very exciting and it holds our attention to be stimulated with this problem or that problem or trying to figure this thing out or that thing out. What's going on in the world. Right. All all the different things that might come flying at us, trying to make sense of those all throughout the day can be, can, can be quite what feels to be energizing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's, and it's great to be energized. Mm-hmm. We all like like that, mm-hmm. uh, but if we're energized twenty four seven, or or twenty, let's see, yeah, minus twenty twenty hours a day, right? Oof. And we're only sleeping four. That's like, a lot. Like that's a lot of energized. Yeah, and hedge fund manager hours, <laughs> <laughs> right? And and it's depleting. Yeah, right. We don't need to be mm-hmm. stimulated as often as we have um, access. To being. Yeah. 
Right. And so then we then learn or get, we, we learn that we can demand more of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should be able to, here comes the bullshits again. We should be able to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. We should be able to get enough information yep. to know what's going on. Yeah. You know, all of those pieces. And that's just our, the way we do our world right now. That's just, we've just been conditioned to believe mm-hmm. that that's the case mm-hmm. and then conditioned to do. Right. And then if we don't, we call ourselves lazy or fearful or timid. We kind of denounce ourselves for that or we, we're avoiding things or, or whatever rather than give ourselves credit for the fact that we may actually be doing something that's really good for ourselves. And, and um, yes, yes. I think sometimes the whole way of, of having to overdo mm. in these areas um, make us feel um, like we want to escape from it. And oh, so yeah. we're not talking about escaping. Correct. Right. That's we want to make sure, yeah. right. Yeah. Because being present and in the safety system of the body is not escaping at all. It's actually being in reality in a way that's beneficial for the body. Right. But And, and yeah. connecting with the sense of what you can do in a given situation, if anything, and being okay with whatever that answer is. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean liking it. It just means it means being okay with it. You know, I talked last week about how with the news, I'm very careful with how I consume it. And at some point in there, I have to decide to what degree is something that is happening in the world that I care about that may have an effect on me in some way, shape, or form. To what degree am I going to let it be a part of my day emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever? What can I do with that? When I am present, it's much easier to see where those lines are mm-hmm. rather than overconsume. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to keep consuming, particularly news, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to want to know more and more and more in the, in the futile effort to give myself a, a sense of control over what's happening, B a sense of control over my own feelings, and then hopefully see that will make me feel better. Yet it never does any of those things. It doesn't make you feel better nope. knowing more. Nope. What nope. do you, what do you, what, what does it make you feel? Um, more stressed. Um, it kind of feeds the beast. I would just want more, right? Okay. Well, that's not enough. So the problem isn't that I'm taking in too much. The problem is I'm not getting enough. Right. And, and the thing is, if somebody's tuning in right in the middle of that sentence, they're going to think I'm talking about taking drugs. Right? It's not <laughs> enough. Right. Or having, having issues with food or, or anything. It's, it's that, but it's that same kind of mentality. The more I take of something, the more I pull in, no matter how harmful it might be, the BS story is that'll make me feel better, but it doesn't. Mm-mm. No, because when is enough enough? I mean, that's like with anything, our attachments, mm-hmm. although we become attached to them for a particular reason, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, yeah, I'm supposed to know mm-hmm. as much as I can about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this, right? Become sort of as we continue on, like they become like, I now I need to. Yes. And, and that difference between sort of Ugh. like this want and being somehow aware of, you know, turning, turning down the thermostat mm-hmm. as opposed to just having sort of like the, um, what's the, thir- the temperature gauge? Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Like the thermostat we can control. Mm-hmm. Right. As opposed to if if we're the 
I can't remember the name. I wish I knew where you were going. Temperature gauge, right? Oh. If if I'm just like, then I don't have choice. I'm just as if, full. If you're just holding the thermometer over the fire, or yeah, I'm just as full as as what's coming at me. Yeah, right. It at, determines your state. Yeah, if I'm a thermostat, then I can say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting too full here. Mm-hmm. This is not serving me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be helpful for me when I'm engaged with people I care about. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not doing that because in order to do that, you've got, we've got to have more awareness Correct. of what's actually happening. Right. And the options that we have and, mm-hmm. and a sense of pr- prioritizing ourselves in that moment. You know, yeah. I'm, you know, to kind of put it in more, you know, more personal terms. Um, I used to, when I was in, in conflict with somebody or had a debate or discussion or something like that, I would want to keep talking until it was quote unquote solved. And I took it personally when somebody tried to reduce the temperature, right? Their own thermostat. When they'd be like, oh, okay, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I mean, and it, it was the type of thing that I would just run over people with that rather than recognizing that, but also never recognizing that that wasn't helping me. Because I was walking out of those situations frustrated, angry, whatever it might be, and ratcheted up. Mm-hmm. And of course, the danger in all of that is then what do I do to calm my body down? Stay up too late was a real chronic one for me, mm-hmm. right? But it can lead to so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, going to 7-Eleven at one o'clock in the morning is not a good idea for one's overall body health. No. Right? No. And then, of course, there are plenty of worse things, right, that we can do and that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably a lot to connect what we're talking about mm-hmm. to those types of abuse problems. And why is solving, why have we made solving so important? Like, like the most important thing is solving something. Yeah. What is that about? Oh, man. You asked me these tough questions. I don't, right? Like I don't what? have the answer to that. But it is, but I can tell you that it is an important kind of assumption that we're supposed to do that. Right. Because not everything can be solved. Well, and and why why does it why do things need to be like why does everything need to be solved? Mm, yeah, why does everything have to have an answer? Well, it, it seems to me that if we tell ourselves the story that if we solve something, it'll cease to be a problem, or we'll fix this and we don't need to worry about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the more we worry about it, the less we'll have to worry about it. <laughs> right. If we solve it. Right. And. And is the solving static, no, right? No. Does the solving solve for forever? No, no it doesn't. Right? And, and one of the things that I don't think we, you know, coming back to our discussion of uncertainty, is one of the things that are really difficult for us, and I think about this historically, is for people to appreciate the law of unintended consequences, mm-hmm. right? For every problem, quote unquote, that gets solved, it introduces something unexpected, something new, right? That then be, can become a problem. Or, you know, creates a whole new set of issues. It happens all the time. Despite all the planning, despite all the studies, despite all the debates, despite all the talking heads, you know, you can get those things solved, but unintended things come out of it. And it happens in our personal lives too. So that's uncertain. So even when you, even if you do solve something and nail it, you know, when you're done, you're going to look around and go, okay, well. I still don't know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? (laughs) And right. so then it comes back to like, is this solving thing just, again, really stimulating? Mm-hmm. Does it make us feel yeah. like the, the, the wirings of the, like they're firing together and we're, yeah. we're excited and we're awake? 
I think so. I think it's one way we tell ourselves that we're alive mm-hmm. and that we're doing something, that we're contributing, that we're making something of ourselves. Think of all those things. Those are all big messages I just put out there. Yes. Right? That if we do that, then we're making the most of what we've got. Mm-hmm. Right? And I can hear some people out there maybe saying, well, how do you motivate yourself? Or it's, it's a way to drive yourself forward. It's a way to overcome obstacles. And I get that. And maybe there's a better mousetrap that's a little simpler. But it's like you said last time, kind of stepping back and getting still, softening, getting into the body, recognizing what's happening in the body, kind of sounds boring by comparison. It, it, yeah, it's not as fast-paced. We're not sort of like revved up. Mm-hmm. We're not. And then what do we do also? Like oh, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, I'm still. Now I'm... But I have all these things to do. What do I do now? What do I do? Okay. Tell me how to get still so I know what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Like, okay, so we can all agree that if we're thinking, ideas come to us. Sure. That, that happens sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah, right? flood ourselves. Yeah. Like flooding an engine. Mm-hmm. When we get in the body, information comes to us. It does. Right. So if we're, if, if we can see this stillness mm-hmm. or these, these moments of being in the body as space for information to come to us, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you know, underneath the thinking space, then, then maybe it, maybe it wouldn't be so boring or maybe it wouldn't be all for naught. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. We all, we've been talking about for a few weeks now, and most of us understand the, the relationship that when, whatever we put into our brains, information-wise or whatever, has direct effect on our body response. Mm-hmm. We have no trouble with that. It also can work the other way is what we're suggesting. What if you get into the body first mm-hmm. and let that kind of work upward instead of like the mind first and then cascading down to the body? What about the body first and then moving up into the mind? It, it does work that way. It's all interconnected anyway, whether we know it or not. And that to, that's sort of the sweet spot with the central nervous system and getting into that safety system, the, the ventral vagal, is doing that. Because then the mind is clearer, it's mm-hmm. less loud, mm-hmm. and it's less reliant on what it is being told from the outside. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I have a inner sensibility or awareness or connection or conviction. I don't even know what the right word is mm-hmm. that I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So instead of sort of being attached to getting this information from external sources, mm-hmm. right. And then feeling better, mm-hmm. right. Like, okay, I just need to know more. I need to know more. I need more. And then I'm going to feel better. Mm-hmm. We're saying that maybe it's the opposite. Yeah. Maybe getting internal first. <laughs> Maybe feel better first. <laughs> feel better first and then choose what externals you want to bring into your body. Perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah. Filter. It's like its own filter. Yeah. yeah. And it reduces the need for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And we're more, just we're clearer. We're, mm-hmm. we're more in the moment. We can see things without all of the foggy, the fogginess that we yeah. tend to just run around with. Yeah, it filters out what is actually BS. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we're talking about here, right? It doesn't, it, it, the, the, the stories that we could grab onto as real, it's, you recognize that they aren't. And they just kind of go by. Mm-hmm. 
because you recognize what is real. Right? And our bodies know there are these repositories from the moment we're born, even before we're born. There are these repositories for all of these things working together. And what we're talking about is, is calling on everyone to kind of return to that awareness that your body is a really important part of this process. And in fact, it's the starting point. If you want to, you know, have less stress, <laughs> less BS, and more quiet and stillness that isn't boring. Right. Yes. Yeah. And we don't need that to be boring. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about is um, just being able to know like okay if if i'm going to be exposed to something externally over and Mm -hmm. over and over again and my body's going to kind of sort of imprint those things yeah right like i'm getting this information i can't unhear it Mm -hmm. my body wants to do something with it (sighs) right and if we're just willy-nilly exposing ourselves to whatever is around us yeah then our body has to manage that. That's right. Or bottle it up mm-hmm. or, you know, stick it in the hip crease that's going to tighten and create tension in that area of the body. That's right. Or avoid, distract, escape, you know, all the things that might mm-hmm. seem to be protective. Yeah. And and then we're going to have to deal with it at some point because the body's going to hold it. It is. And, and if that sounds like esoteric out there, think about it this way. If you were laying under a heat lamp and getting a suntan, you wouldn't stay under there for six hours. Mm-mm. You'd step away from it after a while, right? If you go to the gym, you're not going to lift weights for six straight hours. You're not even going to do it for three straight hours because your body's going to tell you when it's done. And if you were to ignore it and then lead yourself to injury, that would be nonsensical. So why is it not equally nonsensical to not do these things when it comes to our internal, our emotional, that, that, that uh, the with the nervous system paying attention to that, it's the same thing, mm-hmm. you know. So what we we things we would never allow to do to our physical bodies in that sense, we seemingly can allow in the name of more information, more control. We'll 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 give it a beating internally that we would never let it take externally. And you think that's because we're not really correlating? Yeah. That in the the brain, the information that we're processing in the mm-hmm. brain as impacting the body. We aren't. I don't. I mean, I I I can speak for myself more authoritatively, obviously, than anything else. I never thought that way. I, it never occurred to me, despite knowing all those things, you know. And I wasn't laying under heat lamps or you know lifting weights for six hours a day. It never occurred to me that what I was pouring through my brain in an effort to control things or prove something or be useful, whatever message I was telling myself, it never occurred to me that it was having a direct effect on my entire being through my body. It's like you were living from right here, the, your chin, Under the chin to the top of your head. Yep. Like that was you. That was yep. the, the, the total experience of, of yeah. you right here. And Oh, yeah. I used to think my body was just the vessel that kept my brain and let, let it move around, right? It was my brain's car. <laughs> It took me, it took my brain places. <laughs> That's all it was for. It never occurred to me that it was a part of this larger thing. Now, I, and I don't know if other people, you know, look yeah, at it yeah. that way or not, but I wasn't taking care of it, yeah. right? And I never had made any connection to the struggles I had in taking care of my physical health mm-hmm. with what I was, you know, with these BS stories that I was telling myself, with all these motivations, because we are coming back to, in that sense, 
why are we doing what we're doing? Yes. Why are we telling ourselves what we're telling ourselves about how we should be or what does it mean? I have to be active or I have to be busy or I have to do this. It never occurred to me that the, the answers would be better and easier if I stepped back from those things and got into that integrated state of just softening and being with the body mm-hmm. to the point now where my body I'm paying attention to more and more first, or I'm more aware of it first mm-hmm. in a given moment, rather than the argument I might need to make or like the information I need to get. Or yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a and, much better place to be. And so, what does then? What do you notice about giving you know your body some of the some of the power? Wh- what do you notice that you're naturally organically doing different, <sighs> without even having to really kind of think about it? I am, if I'm in, if I'm aware of that and I'm talking with somebody, I, it's so much easier to connect with them and to listen to them, right? Without an agenda or without, you know, having a debate, just to hold that space. If I'm on my own, whatever's coming into my mind, it's easier for me to filter through, as we talked about before, what I, what might warrant attention and what doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm looking for what I need to do next because I've got a lot going on, it's easier to discern where the next best step will be for me. And I, I fall asleep faster. I stay asleep longer. I make better choices for my food. Mm-hmm. I'm more motivated to go get exercise. I, it's, it's pretty just, much everything. Yeah, and it's just a natural. Natural, so much more natural. I know for myself, all of those things, I experience that too. And also like just having a, a different level of trust in myself. In, oh, in my yeah. body, like, like oh, I, I feel this thing in my body, and not that it's an ache or pain, but it's sort of like, oh, some, some kind of information, and, it, and I trust it, mm-hmm. as opposed to having to think my way around it, yeah. or rationalize it, or... Or go through it. Right, overanalyze it, or, mm-hmm. or, or get, try to get away from it. Oh, man, that's a big one for me, mm-hmm. trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really true. It's, it's a, it's an, I guess it's an awareness. This is where language starts to fail, right? Because it's, it's something that it's why we've said so many times, if you can practice the softening, the deep breathing into, into the belly and let the emotions kind of fill that space and recognize that it's okay with them, you start to experience something, you know, and that, that's really kind of where it is. It's really tough to describe. It is. And the, and the really important thing is we've got to give us ourselves space from the BS stories. Right. We are overrun by them. And that's mm-hmm. part of what we end up talking about, because that's that's a reality. We're overrun by these stories mm-hmm. and we've got to get to a place of at least being open to considering that we might want to choose if we if we want to choose something different. Right. Yeah. That's what's so beautiful about that question. Does it have to be a problem? Because if you say, yes, it does, then you're making the choice. Mm-hmm. And it takes it out of the realm of inevitable or just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And just that very recognition, even if I never answer the question, mm-hmm. there have been many times you and I have had conversations where you've asked me, does that need to be a problem? And I've never answered the question because I didn't really need to because what I needed was the space to let go of, of that energy. And those BS stories tend to go away and I don't need to have an answer. I can be okay mm-hmm. with that. Happens so often, mm-hmm. right? And it's worth asking about just about anything. Anything that's ratcheting us up to, to pause and go, okay, is there stimulation going on here? 
And does this need to be a problem? Even if it feels crappy, mm-hmm. does yes. it need to be a problem? Mm-hmm. And that question also allows for the stress response to come down mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, do I need, because a problem creates reactivity yep. in the stress response. Yep. So if we're making up problems all day long, mm-hmm. this isn't going exactly how I wanted it to. This is, you know, I need to have the answer and I don't have the answer. Like, we're activating our stress response just by those thought processes. Yeah, yeah. And that process fills us up with energy that there then can't be spent on other things. Mm-hmm. It preoccupies. It freezes. Yeah. Or it leads us in destructive directions if we go with the fight or with the flight. You know, it's, it's interesting what opens up for me in terms of possibility not because something miraculous happens. It's just I'm in a better space to be spending my time and my energy doing more things that are helpful for me than I would otherwise. You don't need instant relief. No. When we're ratcheted up, we, we at some point need instant relief. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's just the body is saying, I need yep. relief. Yep. And then we're going to things yep. that allow for, that allow for instant relief, but don't. But don't. It's more numbing than anything else. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's the equivalent of you know if if you have a broken bone, you're just taking you know Advil to kill the pain for a while. It's not healing the bone. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that can be just about anything, right? I mean, we can throw everything into that avoidance, into that you know, into that numbing, um, and it's destructive. Whether we're talking about overindulgence on TV or overindulgence on anything else. Mm-hmm. Or coping mechanisms that get us away from recognizing that that's what's happening. Yeah. And numbing out isn't renewing. Numbing out is still a stressed out state. Mm-hmm. It's just a, an, a, a freeze yep. state. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, and the illusion, of course, is that that's helping us relax. Yes. That's yes. helping us recharge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a huge mm-hmm. BS story. Yes. So, wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, we have about... 10 threads in there that we could pick up on next time. We'll certainly pick up, pick one. We'll pick one we'll or pick two. Or two to go with. <laughs> There's plenty of them. So uh, I hope you all found that uh, helpful and interesting and dare I say stimulating. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> or boring. Not boring. It's okay. <laughs> whatever it is. We won't make up a story about that. Nope. All right. But whatever the case is, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us uh, on this episode of Breaking Up with RBS. Make sure you follow our Facebook group at uh, Breaking Up with RBS and to get content in between as well as announcements of upcoming stuff. And we got a few things cooking. We've got some upcoming stuff. Got some things cooking. So you might want to join that and follow that. And certainly subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, or on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you so much for doing so. And thanks in advance for sharing it with your friends and Mm -hmm. your family. So until next time, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tawny Santabria. And we will see you next time with more stuff to break up with. Yes. We will. See ya. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's again, Janio? Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go.